what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast with Juliana. Today, we are talking vibes. Let's talk vibes. This actually was inspired. I had a conversation earlier this week where somebody was interested, genuinely, sweetly interested in <laughs> what do what does this vibes thing mean? What do vibes mean? Like, tell me more about this. Like, I'm not, just tell me more, right? And this person actually thought that it had something to do with quantum physics and that it was super deep and scientific. And it's really not at all. So we are going to dive into what I mean by vibes and to simplify this and give you a practical way to start becoming more spiritually aware, more sensitive to your spiritual senses, and really inform how you can start navigating life literally completely different than you may be operating right now. So some of you may know me if you've been following me for any period of time, and then you also may know where some of God's Vibes Matter came from. If you don't, I'm just going to give you a, a mini story here. I actually was certified as a professional life coach while I was in grad school, and this was something that I I wrestled with. I wasn't walking with God, but I, you know, I had intuition, which is Holy Spirit. <laughs> I was being spirit-led, and I knew what I was hearing in my spirit, but my flesh was fighting it. I had all these fears, like I've invested in undergraduate education and now graduate education, and now I'm going to go into coaching? Like, who does that? This makes no sense, right? Like, logically, leaning on my own understanding, I could not figure it out. So eventually, <laughs> not willingly, I stumbled, which is literal, into the decision to go into coaching. That's another story for another day. And I became certified as a life coach. I knew that was my DNA, that that's what I was put on this earth to do. I became a master coach, just accumulating so many hours doing it just because I loved it. And when I launched my coaching practice, I called it Vibes Matter, right? Because how you think affects how you feel, affects how you show up in the world, right? That's real. Okay, if I if I think something, if I believe something, if I come into agreement with something, I'm going to feel some kind of way about that. And that's going to drive or fuel my behavior. Right. And we get another way to say that we get what we think about, whether we want it or not. Okay, so it really reinforces the necessity to be diligent about self-awareness and thinking about what you're thinking about and self-control and discipline. Right. And then another thing that I had noticed too was that when I stepped into what I knew I was designed for, there was this childlike wonder that came back to my life, this joy that came back to my life, this energy, this glow, this radiance, this vibe, and that started following me everywhere. That's what people would notice and I would get instant feedback on that. 
For example, when I first moved to Austin, I decided as I was finding creative ways to get out there and meet people that I was going to go to DJ school and I was going to learn how to DJ because that's logical, right? Like that's what you do when you move to a new city, you find fun things to do. And that was one of the fun things that I found. But what I didn't know on the first day, they ask you what your DJ name is. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I didn't come prepared for that. Like, I know how to mix some music. I know how to work some beats, but like, I don't have a name for myself. So they called me the Vibe Master. And then eventually it turned into Vibes. What's up, Vibes? And that followed me everywhere. And that's also kind of what inspired my original coaching company name. And then I would get told about my energy or vibe. That's just what people would use to describe it. So it started to reinforce for me, like that is something that's that's powerful. And that really led to the next thing that God would connect on that. There was a season where I just got a download from God when I was writing and knew that my next step was to publish And the title was God's Vibes Matter, which has now become a brand. But essentially what he was telling me was that, yes, vibes matter, but not all vibes do. But mine definitely do, right? And so what that really spoke to me, it was a self-check, right, that really made me sit. I was like, wow, like, I I don't know your vibes. I don't know the thoughts that you think. I don't know your promises. They're not stored up in my heart. I don't know you. I don't know your heart. I don't know your character. I don't... I don't have relationship with you. I don't have strong fellowship with you. I don't know how to be led by you. I don't know if I I even trust that you're going to speak to me, that I'm going to be able to count on you and lean fully into you and press in fully into you. But I desire to. I want to. And so I'm going to start seeking after you. And it started to become my priority. I I was going to seek the kingdom first and just trust that God was going to add all the other things onto me. And it was very reverse psychology. <laughs> it was countercultural to how I needed, how I was trained to show up in the world, but it is exactly what I needed, right? So he started to build on that and that was very clear. And I, you know, got rid of books and all these other things because I only need one, amen, and started shifting my life and building it around God versus the other way around. And then when I really started studying my name and how I was named. Juliana Page actually means joyful or youthful messenger, right? That's a vibe. Joy is a vibe, okay? So what I love about all of this is it's it's so simple, it's so sweet, and it's very encouraging. It's a reminder, it's a conviction, it's a confirmation, it's an affirmation, it's a self-check. And so vibes and really focusing on God's vibes matter can be as simple as all that. So I'm gonna transition into more ways that you can think about this. You can think about what's being reflected back to you. People carry a presence. They carry an environment. They carry an energy, just like you found from my story. They carry a vibe, okay? So think about that. And then what I love too is this this saying that I wrote down in my journal, let the tranquility of God be mirrored in you, right? So think about that. What is currently being mirrored in you? What are people picking up about you? What are they calling you? What are they complimenting you on? Is the tranquility of God being mirrored in you? Are they experiencing God in your presence, right? If you're a carrier of your presence, what good is it just to carry it if you don't release it? Ooh, that's a sailor. That is a sailor, right? Okay, so a simple way to describe what God's vibes matter is and what I mean by that is that it's resonance with God, okay? It's this 
power, clarity, upliftment, replenishment, refreshment, okay? It's it's looking for love in the right place <laughs> rather than all of the wrong places that we look for it, right? So I'm going to break that down for you. A couple of words that you can think of or that, that come to mind when you think of a vibe. One of them is... Resonance, right? So resonance is a quality of sound, okay? So practically speaking, you can wrap your head around a radio station, right? If we're even slightly off, if we have static, we don't hear clearly. And that happens a lot in our life. We don't know that we can hear God and we don't fine tune our senses to what God sounds like or the rhythm of God or how we experience God. We're not fine tuned into that flow, into that sound so that we don't always pick up on it. Okay, so sometimes the the action, the assignment is turning down the noise of other things so you can turn up the voice of God, so you can get into the presence of God, so you can prioritize that so that you can start to perceive and sense what is God versus what is the other stuff, right? So resonance. Now, something that's powerful with this is that a resonance, a sound, has the ability to evoke or suggest images, memories, and emotions. So picture that, right? Like if I were to ask you, tell me the name of a song or tell me the lyric that you remember from your first boyfriend or girlfriend, right? You might be able to tell me a song because it evoked a memory, right? Music has the power to do that, to do that. Now imagine if music does, God does too, right? God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His presence feels some kind of way. We can recognize it. We can perceive it, right? It does something to us. We have an experience of God, right? God is a being. So we have relationship with God. So resonance is really powerful. And when we literally turn our mind and our imagination over of God, over to God, he can give us downloads and evoke our imagination, right? To, to perceive the things of God, the mysteries of God. He can reveal those to us. It's powerful. So dreamers, seers, you know what I'm talking about. Now, frequency is another word that you might think of, right? So you think of resonance, you can think of frequency. And frequency is the rate at which something occurs, okay? It's the rate at which a vibration occurs. So you can picture a wave. Waves have a frequency. They usually come in a pattern or a flow of three. They're very calming and soothing, and sometimes they're rough and wild, right? Suddenlies of God can feel like that, right? When the set time comes, I, the Lord, will make it happen. So we can start stepping into opening doors, and it can almost feel like, when you're walking through an airport, when you're walking versus being on the moving escalator, right? Like when you step onto that thing, you sort of get some whiplash if you're not careful. It can feel like that with suddenlies of God. They have their own acceleration has its own frequency, okay? And silent seasons have their own frequency have their own frequency. Like for example, if you're not hearing God in the same way, usually that means he wants deeper fellowship. He wants you to get closer. When we whisper, we have to lean in in order to hear, right? So think about it like that. All right. And then also you might think of presence, right? Presence is a state. Okay. It's a being, right? We, we can sense it. We can feel it. All right. It is something tangible. All right. So when we think about that, some verses that give this context, which are really, really powerful. One is 
Psalm 16, 11. Love this. You make known to me the path of life. You make it known to me. I don't have to go around guessing. You make it known to me. In your presence, there is fullness of joy, okay? A lot of times we go looking for things that only God can give in the hands of other people, right? A lot of times we see this in long-term relationships and covenant relationships. We're looking to people to bring us the fullness of joy. There's only one place you can get that and it's in God's presence. And if you actually prioritize getting in God's presence to be full of the fullness of joy, you'd probably give your partner a break. Amen? That was for somebody. Okay, so you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. That's also a reminder to seek God's face, not just his hand. All right. Exodus 33, 14 says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That's really powerful in terms of navigating, right? And in terms of honoring God and being grateful, right? In crises and in chaos, we can have this supernatural peace that that surpasses all understanding. Other people are overwhelmed. Other people are freaking out, but you are vibrating on a different frequency, right? Psalm 27, 8 says, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, do I seek. That's about mirroring, right? I, as I reflect on God, I, I reflect, right? And I become what I, what I'm looking at, what I study, what I look upon is what I become. Okay. So we're able to reflect God the more that we study him. All right. Now, Acts 3.20 says that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When we're in God's presence, there's that refreshing, there's that replenishment, right? Jeremiah 29.13 is a promise, right? Particularly when you feel like you don't know God. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Every act of willingness that is genuine and from the heart, God will be, he'll, he'll make himself known. You will be able to perceive him, right? And then, dun, 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 Matthew 5, 8, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. That's why it's really important to not let all of these things build up in your heart. And then lastly, John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all the things and bring to remembrance all that I have said to you. So God has given us a helper to really help us perceive and know and grow in his image and likeness in the world and steward well what we're given and walk uprightly because walking in holiness and uprightness, that is protection, right? And that's really helping you to to be clear and to to carry God's presence and go into all the world with it, right? Super, super powerful. So hopefully that's bringing up some stuff for you in a best way. And then also Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So what that's highlighting too is every day, right? We can choose a new frequency. We can choose to build new momentum. And how we do that one day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time, one thought at a time, one feeling at a time, one action at a time, we build the wonderful new. A lot of times redeeming the time, restoring the years the locusts have eaten, giving us double for our trouble, that's us walking out the newness of life. And we won't be able to if we don't perceive it. And faith, come on, faith is its own frequency. So if we're operating in a frequency of fear, 
we can't please the Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we've got to start training our mind, right? We're transformed by the renewing of our minds. And then as we renew our mind, we start to feel the way we're designed to feel and we start to behave the way we're designed, right? It's only when we're thinking on lesser things, when we're activating our lesser self, our unrenewed self, when we're giving that life, when we're bringing it into our present, we're hanging on to things in our heart, when we're not healing, and we don't heal usually because we don't feel, okay? So we need to feel to heal. Our feelings are blessings. They're, they're giving us information, whether it feels good or whether it doesn't, not so much, right? They're informing us. They're guiding us. And then when we give them to God, he can heal what needs to be healed. He can guide us. He can mature us. He can grow us up in him, okay? So that we don't repeat and perpetuate patterns. So vibes are very important, but not all vibes matter, right? It's not healthy to live in fear. That's actually incredibly destructive. We're not designed for it. It changes our entire chemistry, literally our brain chemistry, and it changes things in our body. It's not healthy for us. It it has us secrete different hormones. It's not healthy, right? Faith has its own frequency, and that does something different, right? Our imagination, when it's submitted to God, operates completely different than when it's submitted to another influence, okay? Okay. Huge, huge. So God's vibes matter is all about thinking about what God thinks about. Really becoming sensitive to God's presence and how he speaks and what his rhythm is and perceiving what season you're in. Being able to move in step with God. Being aligned and in tune with God. And that looks like tuning in. Getting into the secret place and going out and leading and getting back and tuning in, right? And eventually you can develop this constant contact with God right? Being constant communion and conversation with God, just like you would be texting somebody else throughout the day. You can have that kind of relationship with God where you're in his presence and you spend longer times in his presence as well, right? And then he'll give you strategies for how to show up, for how to process things and guide you in how to do the work. So for example, if you're noticing that you're thinking on lesser things or maybe past traumas are coming up and triggers are coming up. And these are subtle. We, we tend to think that it's just behavioral, but sometimes emotions that we experience in childhood, they get embedded. We repress them and then we recreate them in relationships because that's actually what's become comfortable for us. That's what's become familiar and we never trained ourselves out of it. We never healed it. So it comes up for us to heal, okay? But if we don't heal it when it comes up, if we don't feel it, if we don't process it, if we don't unpack it and really gain the wisdom from it, then we continue to repeat. So for example, if you're noticing trauma is starting to come up, you're really being triggered, maybe it's time to work with a therapist, right? Or if you're noticing there's like a spirit of procrastination on your life and you've tried to renounce it, you're not getting changed. Maybe God wants to help you through a person. You want to hire a coach, right? Maybe you're, you're recognizing that you need knowledge in something and God guides you to the resource or to the, to the mentor that can pour into you and give you that knowledge. So God will guide you, right? But it's being able to perceive and know God, be still and know God. When we really are still, when we tune in, right? When we press into God, when we make ourselves available for him, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind, Right? We're able to take thoughts captive. If we're journaling out what we're thinking about, we start to become more aware of it. We build self-awareness and then we can start to see, whoop, 
that influence ain't God, right? That's not what God says. And we can start to train ourselves to operate differently. When we, we really honor our emotions, no matter what we're feeling, and we choose to respond, right? We can feel the emotion, let it subside, and then make decisions. And we can really have different relationships just by doing that step alone, right? Versus reacting and creating a mess and just letting your mouth go, right? There, there's some things that we just don't speak. There's some things that we just don't do when we choose righteousness, when we we accept our identity as righteousness and choose to walk that out. We, we train different. We decide to be diligent. We decide to keep the main thing the main thing and operate from that. And it changes everything we think, say, and do. How we show up in the world, everything. What we allow into our space, the boundaries that we keep, right? How we guard our heart. That's all different when we know what we carry. We decide to protect it because we know we can't just be connected to just anything anymore, right? So my encouragement, hopefully you're getting it, but my encouragement to you on today is that you will prioritize your relationship with God, that you will make that the first thing, right? Make your relationship with God your number one focus. Know that when you take care of that, God will take care of everything else, right? Where do I start? Just abide. Start practicing abiding. Start practicing what does it feel like when God shows up? How do I know his presence is here? How do I, how do I really pay more attention to, to God and his inspiration and how he's connecting dots in my life and how he's piecing all the pieces together, how he's guiding and establishing my steps? How can I be more aware of that? How can I praise him more? How can I stay in the, in the attitude and the frequency of faith as I go about my day? How can I really intentionally think and meditate day and night on the thoughts of God and the promises of God and the good plans that he has for me? How can I write the vision and make it plain so much so that I get excited about it, that I know that I know that it's happening. It's just a matter of time. And when the time is right, God's going to make it happen, right? Imagine if you started making those subtle shifts right? Rather than freaking about how you don't have the resources, you have no idea how it's going to happen and you're not connected to the right people and mer, right? Rather than that, what is that doing? That's glorifying the enemy, not God, right? So God's vibes matter. This is a self-check. It's letting you know like, ooh, what am I under the influence of? What am I partnering with? What am I believing? What is this emotion letting me know? How am I being led? How am I being guided? What is my motive, right? What is the desire of my heart? How can I be real and honest before God? How can I develop a deeper connection with God? Where is God leading me? How is he guiding me, right? When you start becoming more aware of that, that's fine tuning, right? And as you fine tune, you start to have this resonance with God. And you'll know it because it will reflect the character and nature of God. There will be power in it. There will be clarity in it. There will be upliftment in it, right? You'll start to trust the conviction, right? And your gut checks, if you will. You'll, you won't grieve the Holy Spirit. You'll honor the Holy Spirit, right? You, you'll just find that you're not satisfied with lesser things anymore, right? Maybe in one season you were drawn to that, but when you're out for the fullness of joy, you don't just settle for any kind of thing. You, you value your time differently. You value what you carry differently, right? You show up differently. So that is what it's about. And that's what I want to encourage you to think about and even bring 
to God in your quiet time, what is the frequency, the vibration, the energy, the presence that you've been showing up with? Who does it reflect? What is God leading you, if anything, to do about that? Who would you be, right, if you reflected God's image and likeness that's uniquely expressed through you? How would that change your life, right? This is a a great episode to star or to pause or to share with a friend and just work through these questions. Write them down and journal them out and it will inform the wonderful new that you get to step into. You'll be able to perceive it the more you make space to seek the kingdom, to abide in the Lord and to allow him to guide you, to choose faith over fear. You will make better decisions, right? Oh, so, so good. (laughs) So, so good. All right, friends. Well, I hope this message blessed you and that it informed a new way that you can show up in the world. If you haven't already, I would appreciate so much if you would subscribe, if you would leave a comment, give me a rating, share this with a friend. Just make sure that it gets into the hands of people that would be blessed by it. You can also connect with me over at julianapage.com. There is a self-mastery course over there. So if you really are in a season where you want to do your inner work, that will bless you. There's coaching practices. If you know that you are called to coaching and you are considering who to work with, you can explore that over on the website and all the social medias are there as well. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.